Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Ricky. And this is Season 3, Episode 24, and the final episode of Season 3 uh, of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. Uh, it's come. It's going to come out on November 3rd, 30th, not November 3rd. Let me back up on that date. It's going to come out on November 30th, 2020, uh, or it's slated to anyways. I'm sure I'll have it uploaded before then. Uh, anyways, um, so we're going to be talking about a couple different things, some brewing stuff, uh, some silly stuff that happened on Twitch, and uh, kind of what's going to be coming up for season four and when we might come back around. So let's start with the Fruit Punch Mead. Um, and um, so this is a mead that I made. Uh, it is, um, my wife keeps making these these uh, things called the Bradley Brewery labels, uh, but it says Bradley Brewery on it, Fruit Punch Mead, uh, bottled uh, October 3rd. So it's about four months old at this point. Uh, and it's 14.28% ABV. Now I'm going to kind of walk you through a little bit about what I put into this. And, um, the thing that, that you should get is it's a very citrus forward mead. So yeah. you're going to get lemon and lime, um, and citrus fruits. Although that wasn't necessarily everything I was trying to go for. And I adjusted for V2 based off of this, based off the way this tastes, but I used, uh, it's, it's a two-gallon batch. I used Lawven BM 4x4 as the, um, the uh, uh, yeast. Um, had an original gravity of 1.11. Um, it was one lemon, one lime, ginger, um, grape juice as the juice base, um, a pint of blueberries, uh, frozen and then mashed up, uh, some, some grapes that I had, uh, that were like green grapes that I just kind of mashed up to try to give them some of that grape flavor. 64 ounces of water, two cinnamon sticks, three clove berries, and two pounds of raw honey. Um, and then I put some oak spirals in it to give it some extra mouthfeel and, um, and flavor and everything like that. Um, I also added um, just a little bit of sugar to back sweeten it some because it was so um, lemony. To, to bring out some some sweetness in the flavoring. So don't pull any punches. Tell me what you think. <laughs> no, this is pretty good. Like a lot of the fruits are kind of like mild, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's how like fruit punch is. You know, it all mixes together and you get little hints of it, but you don't have like a, a single fruit going forward. Got some good honey sweetness or maybe just from like the sugar you put in, it does bring out a lot of the, the nice little sweeter notes. And seeing on the side, it's, it's 14.3 and it tastes nowhere near that high. So either it just it gelled really well when getting made, or I guess you said it's about four months old, so it has had a little bit of time to to kind of mellow out. But it, it's real smooth for something this high in ABV. Yeah, I I, I think it um, it finally ended at one point zero zero two, and then it just didn't ferment any past that. Yeah, but um, that's that's about right. So one of the things that I'm disappointed in this is that you just can't taste the blueberries at all. Like yeah. the other fruits are much more overpowering. And I just, I felt like the blueberries would add some, something to it. Um, but they didn't. And so we're going to talk about V2 of this in a minute. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to hear what you said, what you have to say about it, because I'm going to adjust that. Um, I've already adjusted the the recipe for this a little bit. I am not unhappy with this. I, I don't want to say it's, 
I'm it's probably my, my like my number five um, thing that I've made that I, in the last year that I've been like, oh yeah, this this was good. I, I I'm I'm happy with this, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think I would put sugar in it again to help um, bring up the um, the sweetness. I think I would put uh, put honey in it, uh, but I just didn't have any honey at the time to to add. Um, I've corrected that problem. I may never run out of honey again. <laughs> yeah, you can buy uh, some pretty big containers of it nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was also surprised at how smooth this is for such a young mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lawven BM 4x4 really did well in this. I, I feel like that's that's good. Um, I'm going to have to buy some more of that, that yeast. It, uh, I made a couple of things with it, including the pie mint that you like so much, and um, it's it's really done well with the BM four x four. So um, I know other people can't drink this or, or taste it or whatever. Is there anything else that you have to say about it, like as far as the the flavoring or anything like that? No, I mean it, it's pretty good. I'm I've drank pretty much all of mine. I'm gonna give the other one to my wife because I think she'll drink it. Okay. Cool. Uh, Venus didn't love this. <laughs> really? Yeah. That seems like something that she would like. It do, it does, but it, the lemon flavor was just a little bit too potent in it, and that and because it's, really? it's such a tart lemon lime flavor, she just didn't she didn't love it. Um, wow. She didn't hate it, but she didn't love it. So I, mm, maybe I, yeah, I would, maybe let it age a little bit. Let her try it again. Because I'll be honest, I I mean I can tell there's some lemon and lime in there, but the acid blend of those two kind of cancel each other out. I wouldn't call that. There's definitely citrus in it, but I struggle to say it has like a strong lemon or lime flavor. Um, I can still tell that it's in there compared to, like it was very strong, and the wood, uh, the 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 wood spiral that I put in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a dark oak spiral, it really brought down some of that flavor. Uh, it is. I'm gonna save one of these bottles for a year, and. We're gonna ta- we're gonna try this again in a year and see how it tastes. Yeah. Uh, maybe even try between the two. So, um, yeah, I I think it was a good. It's a good. It's not it's not the best that it could be though. Um, so <clears throat> I'm gonna let you think on this for a minute. Let's talk about the coffee mill, and okay. then let's come back around to the fruit punch, because. What I want to think about is the ways that it can improve, and I want your advice on some of the things that I've done to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coffee mill that, that I made, um, I felt like um, it was, it's been really good. It's gone really well. It kind of stalled out at 1.03. So um, it went from uh, 1.1 to 1.03, which is about, it's about nine to 10% ABV, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not done yet. So I'm just letting it set, um, for a while to see what happens, um, with it. However, I'm going to make another one. And the reason I'm going to make another one is I want to see if the coffee ac- acidity can be brought down by adding less coffee concentrate. Because I did 100 grams of coffee in two liters, mm-hmm. which is about half a gallon. Um, I want to see if I make another one with a darker roast coffee, like a like a French roast, mm-hmm. but with 
less um, coffee, like 75 grams instead of 100 grams, if that will bring down the acidity a little bit and maybe, you know, allow the yeast to be a little bit more um, uh, to give them the the space they need to be able to grow and, and work and everything like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try another one, but, um, it's, it tastes fantastic. It's a little, it's a little bit like, um, it has a little bit right now it's young. So it has a little bit of an acidic spike to it at the beginning. It's like a nutty kind of coffee flavor, but it's, um, uh, because it's, um, it's, it's eaten through a lot of the sugar that was in it. It's, um, it's just some of the, um, the nuttiness that you get from just like, uh, a cold brew without any sugar in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still sweet because it's got that honey flavor. It just doesn't have the creaminess that you kind of need from like a milk. So the next time I, I drink it, the next time I try it, I'm going to try it with a little bit of like cream, mm-hmm. uh, dripped into it and see how that turns out. But so far, it has been fantastic. Now it's probably going to be about the time that we start the um, the next round of beer and broadband for season season four up. That mm-hmm. it will it'll turn out good uh, to to drink, and you'll definitely have like some at that point because I'm probably going to bottle it in like two weeks, maybe three. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. And this has been the, the thing that I've focused on throughout this because, um, I was wanting to see, wanted to see how that turned out. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about it other than just, here's the update about the coffee mill. Um, well, the hanging question is, did it come out spicy? It's a, it's not spicy. It's more nutty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I expected. Because I remember the last time we talked about this, we talked about, I think it was the, the City Sig Brewing people that uh, theirs came out really hot. And there was the conversation of, is that just how coffee mills are or did something go wrong in their brew process? So I think I think that what happened is, um, the, so when you have a higher ABV mead, wine, anything like that, you need to give it a little bit more nutrients so that it doesn't have off flavors. Yeah, absolutely. And the difference between what I did and what they did is I added yeast nutrient to it. So I put some yeast holes in the, um, in with the brew. Um, and I think that made the difference between mine being hot and theirs. Yeah. I think was all flavors. Yeah. That, that's kind of exactly what I thought their issue was. And I think we discussed on the other podcast is that they just didn't have any nutrients, which you don't always need if you've got something for the yeast to eat, but. Since it's just coffee, there's not really nutrients there for those yeast to live off of. So I think you're 100% right. Just giving it a little something to keep it going has probably made a, a huge difference in a positive way in your brew. Yeah. Uh, I am. I, I, before we move on, I'm, I'm thinking about doing uh, two more things where, where I do um, different coffees. So I've got a bourbon barrel aged coffee. That has actually been, it's not like a Jack Daniels that's been flavored to taste like Jack Daniels Mm. coffee, but it is a coffee that has been aged in bourbon barrels and then, um, you know, 
packaged and roasted and everything like that. I have some here that I've been drinking this morning, um, and it is amazing. And so I'm thinking about taking like 75 or 100 grams of that and also making it into a coffee mill. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably this week I'll start I'll start both of them because I have some fermenters that are open. Okay. So we'll see. But if it tastes anything, if it if the final product of the coffee mill tastes anything like what I have here, that is going to be fantastic. Like delicious buttery bourbon flavors and some caramel notes with the roasty nutty coffeeness that you that everybody loves about coffee just be so so amazing so um yeah i'm looking forward to doing that uh so let's talk about fruit punch me 2.0 um as i like to affectionately call it so i'm gonna tell you what i've done so far because i actually made it um for another thing that i'm doing called the accidental brewer with my daughter uh we you know she is very interested in, in what I do for, for brewing. And so we're kind of doing that together. And uh, we started like a little bit of a YouTube channel to do that. Um, but so the difference is the yeast. I didn't have any BM four by four at the time. For some reason that was a over oversight, but I put um, EC 118 because this is actually a very um, high ABV. <laughs> um mead um so it is 1.125 is what the gravity came out to if it goes to dry it'll be 16 percent abv um so and and i didn't do that to make it a high gravity i just it with all the fruit and everything that i put in it it just ended up being i, I probably could have put less honey in it uh but i felt like for two gallons, I should have about five pounds of honey. Um, so it's 64 ounces of grape juice, mm-hmm. five pounds of wild wildflower honey, um, three peppercorns, like pepper peppercorns, yeah. three allspice berries, one stick of cinnamon, three cloves. Instead of putting um, the... Um, pith and everything of a lemon in what i did was i I, well i still put the uh, like a couple of pieces of whole fruit in but i also zested an additional one to try to give the citrus notes get get those higher while decreasing some of the bitterness that it originally had um so um it's the zest of one lemon zest of one lime and the zest of a mandarin orange um, then I juiced um, four mandarin oranges, uh, two lemons, four limes, um, and and they were small limes. They weren't big yeah. limes. Um, and then just filled the rest of the, the two-gallon fermenter up with with water and, um, you know, stirred it all up, did all the stuff I'm supposed to, let it go. So what I'm kind of expecting is that the allspice berries and everything will help it to have like the sweetness kind of bring out, but then we'll get a little spiciness, not like pepper spicy, but like black pepper spicy from the, from the peppercorns. Uh, So I'm hoping that'll, that'll blend well with the mandarin oranges uh, and the cloves will blend well with that. Yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be really interesting to try because, you know, that's the whole thing with black pepper 
you know, it brings out additional flavors. So, I mean, that has the potential to bring out a lot of secondary notes. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So this is the primary. I'm going to let it go for a couple of weeks. Let it go as dry as it'll go. And then when it's done, whenever I call it done, I'm going to rack it over, put it in the secondary. And I want to add some, something else to it to try to bring out some more flavors. So if maybe I need to back sweeten it a little bit, maybe I need to do this, maybe I need to need to do that. So I'll add some more wildflower honey at that point, probably. But um, one thing that I'm just, you know, kind of thinking through is would it be a good thing to add like some rum soaked, um, you know, oak chips? Or should I look at adding something else to this to really bring out those flavors. So what do, what do you think? Like an oak spiral, uh, maybe some more, some different spices, like maybe some cardamom or something like that. What, what do you, what do you think? Cardamom could be good. It's got a spiciness to it that I think would go really well with most like punches, but I don't know. I mean, I'd almost let it sit the way it is because you don't know what that peppercorn's going to do. Cause apart from just bring a little bit of heat, it's going to substantially change some flavors. I'm not sure there's much point to speculate. I think you're going to have a really interesting first taste, and then you'll kind of get an idea for what are really the flavors that are here and what can I add on top of it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to need something like an oak chip, and I'm and based off of this, this one right here, I think it's probably going to need rum because I, I think whiskey would be – Whiskey will make it more like a hot toddy. Yeah. Where with rum, it'll make it more like a tropical drink that's refreshing, right? So something that's more of like a rum barrel, I think, will add some will add to those like spiced um, flavors and go really well with like the mandarin flavor because mm. that's a a very sweet, very pungent orange flavor there. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. you could also take um. Just whatever spices that you want to put in secondary, go ahead, put those in like rum and then one of these little tasting glasses. And that'd be like perfect to make a tincture. So you get a little bit of just direct rum in there with some really concentrated spices and that might be really good. Yeah, I'm, I I could. Um, yeah, you're talking about like the little bottles that I have from Flaviar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. That's, that's a great idea. Oh, Oh, Ricky, you just opened up a world of things for me. Yeah. I may, I may, I may have to come back around to that, like in season four and start reporting on that. Um, yeah. So look forward to that. I mean, the, it'll definitely be ready by season four. We're definitely going to drink some of it, uh, in season four. So we've got a coffee mail. Um, I'm going to have a capscamel, uh, two capsiscamels, uh, also that I've made, and I'm probably going to make a third one this winter and then I'm going to have a pumpkin uh, mead that I made that we're going to see how that one ended up. So I got some stuff that's coming up. I may, I might even have a pumpkin beer by then. I know it won't quite be pumpkin season, but um, st we still might try it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, definitely going to have one of those waiting for us to try next year at this time because the pumpkin mead, if it smells, if it tastes anything like it smells, is going to be fantastic. Um, so we'll see. Um, 
let's talk about the great Twitch content band. So just other people reporting about this. This is a little bit of silliness, um, but there's also something on it that we've talked about before. So the recording industry of America went after Twitch for people playing content protected or copyrighted music on Twitch on like their live streams. And then, you know, like continuing to like keep those broadcast for monetization. Okay. Look, that's fine. Whatever you claim that this is this important thing, you know, for your company to be able to make money. That's fine. But the, uh, I think his name is, what is his name? Oh, did I, did I forget to put that up here? I did forget to put that up here. All right. So the, the, um, lead guitarist from dragon force. Um, his name is Johnny Lee. No, that's not right. Oh, I gotta look it up now. Anyways, the league, league guitarist from dragon force. Would you agree? He writes most of the music. Would you agree that he owns the copyright to that music? I mean, realistically, probably not. Most of that stuff get LLC to the band. But there's all sorts of provisions for that. So I think the real issue is going to be how in the world does DMCA or whatever, you know, automation system they're using to flag know what his contract is with his band? You know, so he he is um, he writes like the guitar solos and the guitar piece, from what mm-hmm. I understand from this stuff. And I, I, I mean, I may be off, but his name is Herman Lee. He's the lead, he's a lead guitarist or a guitarist from Dragon Force. And, um, his, like, he has the copyright for this music, according to everything that's being said. The RIAA says that doesn't matter that you have the copyright for it. We are still the publisher and therefore we say where and where, where you can't, um, (laughs) like play this music, um, which is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he, he made this stuff, um, available for people on Twitch to be able to use because he felt like that strongly about it. And like, you know, as part of his copyright and and everything, he's like saying, this is, this is my music. I can play it. But they're saying that since he's part of dragon force, he can't play his own music on, on, uh, the, on the Twitch, on Twitch. Like they, they own it. I don't even think he's playing dragon force songs. Um, uh, which I don't know all those things, but okay, still. yeah, so playing like free use, not copyrighted songs, that shouldn't have been a problem. They don't own him as a person, but yeah, they do own the distribution music. It's stupid. I'm not agreeing with it, but that's how a lot of this stuff is set up for artists, which is just crap. I mean, most public, like most writers, that get their books published, they don't own the book anymore. If they decide they want it pulled down or they want to keep up, it doesn't matter. The publisher owns it at that point. Uh, well, that that depends on no. They they do own the book. They own certain rights to the book. So like because my wife does this, I know I know some of this. Like um, if if you have the rights for publishing the book in the United States, you don't own the rights to publish the book in the United States anymore. If you assign an agreement with the publisher for so many years. Uh, where a different publisher may own the rights to the movie, um, the movie rights, 
it's it, it it is like the the book industry is like weird when it comes to that stuff. No, no, but and I mean I, I understand that. Like my yeah. mother's a librarian, I took classes in how this stuff and distribution of it works. You know, maybe there was too simple of a an explanation just trying to lump it all into one group. But realistically, you know, in a lot of places, as soon as you bring this third party in to do your distribution, to do your marketing, whatever they're doing for you, oftentimes those contracts, they own some piece of that work now. And it's kind of crap because, you know, whatever they're hitting this guy with, they're like, well, Twitch is a platform. There's thousands of people watching you. So that counts as distribution. You know, but would you send the cop after him if he's playing on the side of the street? He's still playing the music for other people. You know, you're not going to come into his home and say he can't play the music at a party. You know, it, it becomes this kind of like money grubbing. We're here to make money off of the work that these other people have done. Yep. And at exactly right. the point that those people don't like it anymore, it's become this almost like parasitic relationship. Like Dragon Force is popular. People know who they are. They don't necessarily need this other company there to, to sustain them. You know, they're artists doing their work. And now you've interfered with them being able to use their work the way they want. Yep. And that, I mean, right now they can't go out and tour and stuff. So they're doing things like, let's get together on Twitch and play some music together, play some video games, do some stuff like that. And evidently, the big problem was that they said that, that people could use some of their albums work on their they gave permission to people to use that stuff without any re recompense so they didn't get any like monetary return for it or something like that but there was a dmca takedown and then uh he was allowed back on after 24 hours because they were like no 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 don't do this <laughs> can't take this guy off because he's you know like super popular and and stuff like that so um but he but herman lee is the guy's name and um you know, show him some love on YouTube and Twitch if you uh, if you agree with his with his uh, stance on this. I, I, and I'm just going to put it like this: I love Dragon Force. I'm a I'm a metalhead. I used to love Metallica. Metallica took the opposite stance on these things. It was like, you know, people can't have our music. It's you have to follow the RIAA and all this other stuff. I'm now a huge fan of Herman Lee. Herman Lee, if you ever hear this and you want to like get together and just like have like an interview on our podcast, anytime, man, anytime. We'll set it up. You can you can come on. You want somebody to do your network for you? I'll happily set up your uh, your home network for you at any point in time. Uh, you know, free of charge. You just buy the kit, and I'll I'll come and put the labor in. Uh, but the, the, the point is I'll even pay for my own airfare to do that. The point, the point that I'm saying is, um, dude earned a lot of respect for me for doing this because this is a guy who could just have easily have been like, nah, man, you got to pay me for all this stuff. But instead he's saying, you know, this is something that I put out there for people to be able to have and, and to enjoy. And you already pay for my albums and you already do all this and every, everything like that. And I want you to be able to put this on these streaming platforms. So just do it. I don't care. And that's cool. That's like uh, him open sourcing his music in a sense. So I, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, not, and not every way is that always appropriate, but Herman Lee, dude, you're, you're a, you're a hero, at least a copyright hero. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of that going around. Um, have you heard about the thing with WWE, whatever they're called now? 
Oh yeah, the where they were they were streaming and then but they couldn't stream as themselves because if they did, uh, the WWE owns their personas, you know. Yeah, well the the other side of that, uh, that's what some people are talking about. They might just start streaming as themselves, but WWE had taken a bunch of wrestlers, especially a lot of wrestlers who had become injured. They couldn't wrestle anymore, and were letting them do Twitch stuff, um, and then they started ripping that away. And a lot of the, the wrestlers were really against that because they built these communities and these people. And it's like, look, I used to wrestle for you. I broke my back. I can't do anything anymore, but I, at least I have a community of people here. We have fun. We play wrestling games. Why are you taking this away from us? You know, that's uh, especially one of the ladies. I forget her name. Like Twitch is really the Twitch and some like advertising stuff is all she can really do anymore because pretty young in her career she just got messed up yeah. and you know there was that talk of like well you could go and do it by yourselves which they probably could but it's still just like a why wwe it's like they're making you money they're popular twitch streamers yeah they're, like, they're pushing traffic back but that so there there is it's a difference between understanding how things used to work and how things work now mm-hmm. and a lot of the big conglomerates for content are still stuck in the old way. Um, even, I mean, like legal, legality aside, whether I agree with it or not, um, they're stuck in the old way. So, yeah. yeah, it's sad. And, and I, I hope that in my lifetime, those things will change in, in a positive way, not in a negative way. Uh, and that we don't see terrible repercussions from them changing, but mm-hmm. So this is the last podcast of season three. Um, we got, I, I've got a couple things planned for season four. I don't know. Is there anything that you have planned for season four that you want to see or do? I mean, not off the top of my head, but I mean, you're up by the time we hit season four, we'll be playing a whole new like universe of D and D games. with like kind of in between one, one AE and then five E will be a couple of good games to come out. We'll finally, hopefully, have Cyberpunk. We can talk about how that went. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe the quarantines will be up. We'll have been able to make a couple brews together. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, yeah. Um, well, so I expect there'll be some new brews um, to, to talk about. I expect that there'll be some new tech to talk about because... I'm planning on buying a few things that we might be able to talk to. I know that you've gotten at least one item that we both need to try and talk about because mm-hmm. it's uh, we've talked about its predecessor on the um, on the podcast before, so we need to kind of understand how that works and how awesome that might be or might not be. Um, so yeah, I think we got some good stuff coming up for season four: it's audio file stuff, text stuff. Maybe a new movement yeah. in the VPN area, like stuff like that, should be fun. Yeah, it could be. That's true because it'll be a couple months from now. I might have a better picture of, of what is some of the, the leaders in that industry think the market's going. Yeah. You know, whether it goes that way or not, we'll at least know what they think. Well, then in that case, it's been season three, episode twenty-four of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. We're signing off for this season, and we'll be back around. Um, end of february middle of march for season four and uh we'll hit it hit the ground running um and we might even do a few extra episodes in between then depending on what happens at the holidays and everything like that so until next time we'll see you later and have a good holiday season 